Welcome back to Loon Dad Online School Life featuring me, myself, Leo Porton, my dad, Ray Porton, and we have two special guests. We have my uncle Donnie, who lives in Japan, and then we have his wife, Aunt Yuko, joining him for the podcast. So welcome, you guys. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. So tonight we thought we'd just talk a little bit about what it's like in school in Japan, and we can kind of compare that to school here in the United States and just get a feeling for both. That sounds like a good idea. I'm, I, I'm, I'll try to answer anything that you guys want to know. All right, but we have to do the one part of the show that I know a lot of people like, the Leo or no, real, real fact. fact. So Leo, yeah, is our I Leo or real fact tonight? I don't know if you know this, Leo, but I'm a huge fan. And I listen to your show all the time. Ooh, say so thank you. I like this thank you. All right, ah, so what's your Leo real fact? All right, so my real or Leo fact is the giant squid is an endangered species. Is that a real or a Leo? We'll find out at the end. So again, that is the giant squid. He's saying it is an endangered species. Is that real or is that made up a Leo fact? So I'll, I'll let you guys go first. We'll give you the answer at the end or he'll give us the answer at the end. But what do you guys think? Leo or real? See, I don't know if the giant squid's actually been proven to actually be a, a real, I'm going to say it's a real fact because there's only been eight sightings. Eight sightings? Okay, yeah. There's only been eight sightings, so how do we... I'm going to say it's endangered because they're not fully common. What, do you think giant squids are endangered? We have two votes for real. Okay, I'm going to say real also. Um, I remember watching a documentary, and the reason why I think he thought of this is the documentary we watched, the scientist who was searching for it was Japanese. So that's why... Well, that's I think he thought of this. That's not fair that you guys watched a documentary about this. And <laughs> I'm guessing. All right. So, Leo, do you have any questions for Uncle Donnie or Nuko about school? Uh, yeah. So, Uncle Donnie, um, what is school like in Japan? Well, it's actually really interesting because when I go to work in the morning. A lot of times I see many kids your age waking up and getting on the train and taking the train all by themselves. And they all have their own, they all, each school has their own uniform. Uh, so you kind of can tell which school they go to by their uniform because they also have like a little logo on their shirt or on their, their dress of the school or on their bag. They all have the same bag too. And everyone takes the train to school, or most of them take the train to school by themselves with no parents. Um, and they, the kids actually at the end of the day, they're responsible for cleaning the school. There are no custodians at the school. So it's the, the student's job to actually clean at the end of the day. And the thing that's, I think, to, what would you think about having to clean the school at the end of each day? I would think that would stink because I don't like 
I don't like to do things that aren't my. I don't like to clean up stuff that isn't my mess. Okay. Now, as a principal, I'll tell you, I think that's a really good idea because I think if you knew you had to clean up after yourself at the school, you probably take care of the school and not make a mess in the first place, don't you? Yeah, at school, I would never make any mess on accident or on purpose. Nico, how did you feel about having to clean the school every day? It was just normal, but we have to have, we have to clean up everywhere, uh, which is a bathroom too. I didn't like that part. <laughs> I don't blame you. That would be the part that I would not like the most, I think. I won't yeah. like any bit of it. <laughs> On the other hand, you use bathroom every day. So, yeah, that's your mess. Yeah. Do you think do you think that you knowing that you had to clean it were less likely to make a mess? Hmm? What do you mean? So because you knew that you had to clean, do you think you were more careful every day? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Now you have exact like today you have to clean the bathroom. Today you have to clean the floor. So you, everyone had their own yeah. jobs for each yeah. day? Yeah. Now, was the, do you guys in Japan ever have like graffiti or people who like vandalize in the schools and stuff a lot, or is that something that you don't see? I didn't see in junior high school, elementary school. No. Like did students write on the desks? Oh, on the desks, yeah. Or even they was that Harv? Yeah, hmm. some bad kids. Those are the bad kids, right? Okay, so we see that both. I wouldn't blame them making them um clean up because like that's actually something that I think should like like they should actually be um punished. So I think only the kids that are always bad should have to um clean the school and not punish like all the kids you should only have it where the well, bad kids well it wasn't a punishment for all the kids it was just the responsibility of everybody to take care of their school no what about uniforms do you have a uniform or leo uh no would you want to uniform? i mean i would be okay with it but i wouldn't say i would enjoy it but i would be okay with it like depending on the uniform. Do you think? Do you think? Is the good part or the bad part of a uniform? Yeah. What's good about a uniform? Um, that way, someone like knows who you are. Because if you don't wear the uniform, usually uniforms would maybe have like a name tag on them. So that way, someone knows where you, you are. Yeah, like and if and like name. maybe yeah. the name tag is like on the uniform. So if you don't wear the uniform, you people would think that you don't go to that school. What about? Do you think there's any positive for kids who maybe um, can't afford real nice clothes to have uniforms? Um, 
Well, I think that if a kid can't really afford nice clothes like a uniform, then the uniform would be the only thing that they could wear. So I say, if like I could, if mom and dad couldn't afford nice clothes, then I would actually rather enjoy wearing a uniform. Because then you wouldn't have bad clothes to wear to school. Yeah. Okay. What did you think about the uniforms? Did you have a uniform? Mm-hmm. What did you think about it? It was nice. It's easy. I didn't have to think about my clothes every day. Well, Don and I wore uniforms to elementary school while we were really? there. I had my, my dark blue pants with my navy blue shirt. Yep. Polo shirt. Wow. And the shoes were any shoes were okay. And the backpack was any backpack was okay. Yeah. Yep, but it was blue and grays. That was a Catholic school. That wasn't a regular public school. Where there are some public schools like you go to now, Leo, even those have uniforms. Hmm. I did not know that. So what what, uh, subjects did you learn in school? Or do they teach in school there? Do they teach anything different than in America? Like in America, we learn our primary subjects are reading, math, science, social studies, and then like PE, art, and music. What's PE? Oh. Gym, gym class. Oh. Art class. It's pretty much the same. Okay. Oh, no. Wait, but is there like an English class where they teach English or no? Uh, when I was in elementary school, there was no English class. You had a Japanese class. Japanese class. Do a lot of the schools there now have English classes? I like, think do people so. learn English pretty regularly there? Nowadays. But the difference is, is a lot of times it's a it's a Japanese teacher using Japanese to teach English, and it's mainly teaching them grammar and uh, listening. And there's no real speaking, and there's not much writing, so it's just. The Japanese teacher and the problem with that is a lot of it's done with like a heavy Japanese pronunciation so the students don't learn like a good pronunciation do you Leo do you learn a language in school um no but in middle school you could learn Spanish yeah I don't think I'm gonna learn Spanish I think I would rather learn um to speak Japanese you know, um, to, do you want to learn a language, though, a second language? Yeah. Why do you want to learn a second language? Just so that way if someone doesn't speak English, I can speak in their language, so that way I can say something and they will understand what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, um... You know, I had kind of a an opposite thinking of you when I was growing up, and I didn't want to learn a language, but that was a huge mistake. Um, you know, as as you as you know, our grandmother was Japanese, and she always wanted to teach us Japanese, and I would always tell her like, "No, I don't need Japanese. I live in America," which was a, a huge mistake. Uh, and then even Spanish, though, too. I didn't take any Spanish classes in high school, which was something that I think any language is good to learn. 
because you can always communicate with someone in that language. Did you, did many students like learning English in your school? No. Why not? I don't know. They are just too shy to speak in Japanese, uh, in English. Yeah. And they don't think it's necessary. Yeah. So similar to what you were saying about learning another language when you were in America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I had more What? It's called a dotoku class. Uh, it's moral class. Morals. You, morals. They teach you morals. Yeah. Like, you don't know if people, if adults say, oh, you cannot do this. But you don't know the reason if it's not explained. So uh, our teachers read books and it's like Japanese class, but it's a lot of rules and morals in the book. Do you remember any of the morals that you were taught? No. <laughs> that's really, that's really cool. Like yeah. we talk all the time in schools about reading stories that kids can connect to and talking about like the social, emotional and the, the morals behind them. So that's cool that you guys had a class about that, doing that. that what, what kind of books did they read? Any that, like Momotaro or Rush Motaro? Uh, something like that. That's the book for that class. Leo, do your teachers teach you about like morals and like good behavior and bad behavior normally? Yeah. Or is it Every year they teach us like what we can do to earn positive dojo points or like something like that or like earn something so what's a positive dojo point so um it's a thing for like third grade you would usually start um class dojo in third grade and Dojo is where your teacher can give you positive points and take away those positive points in exchange for negative points, and those negative points don't count for anything. So you try to, so you really want to like get only positive points. Dojo is a, um, it's an app that a lot of schools use. Like my whole school uses it first through fifth grade and teachers when they they can give points to kids or take them away uh, or take negative points but then it sends messages to the parents letting them know right away but it tallies their points for them and it gives them reports at the end so kids can earn goals and like today leo was telling us on his podcast that he got to go to the like the class store and cash in his points what did you cash them in for i cashed it in for a um 10 minute break with a friend in a breakout room is it public knowledge or is it private it's private for, for each person the yeah. only thing that's public is like the total class amount the um in japan there was a situation i, I think i'm correct in this I, I saw in the news like 15 years ago or 10 years ago where students who got good test scores but would wear a red scarf if you didn't have good test scores, you didn't get a red scarf. So they're trying to like reward the students who did well in school. But then that also became like a target for bullies 
or people it also made people depressed if they didn't have the the red scarf so it also led to like um negative effects so more that, problems it, it also yeah it led to like more problems so they stopped doing it you know um, we had a i talked to a speaker one day who was talking about the idea of when like something like that's a perfect example instead of um, rewarding the kids who got the good scores or got the high points and in a public way for everybody to see. Um, what he recommends you do is have rewards on behalf of kids who got the good scores. So like the kids who got the good scores would earn a breakfast for the whole class because everybody got to celebrate it then. Everybody got to be a part of it then and nobody got singled out but the people who did it knew that they were the ones responsible for getting it for everybody. Did, did you ever get the red scarf? Or am I wrong? Was it was that a thing? Some schools do, probably. Did you do that? No, no. There's no regards or any red scarf. No. Do you have any questions? More questions, though? Um. Yeah. So. Um. And you go. Um. What was your favorite subject in school in Japan when you were a kid? <laughs> Japanese class. I was, and I didn't like math class. It's like my Japanese class was the second of the entire grade. Like the second highest? Second highest. But my math is the bottom like sick <laughs> so you had like ranks inside your school like inside your class for like your level yeah when i was in junior uh, junior high high school and elementary but they don't do that anymore about it because of the trouble bullies bullies yeah yeah what's your favorite subject in school um for me i would say my favorite subject in like actually teaching, reading, math, science, and social studies. Um, for me, it would be social studies because it's the least amount of work. But with specials like PE, art, Which do you love learning the most about, though? Oh, science. You know, science and social studies are kind of connected, though, too, when you think about it. In a lot of ways, they can be. Yeah, social studies is more the science of the economy and stuff like that. What are you learning in social studies? Oh, I haven't done any social studies. I've only done science. They do it by quarter. So like first quarter science, second quarter social studies, third quarter science, fourth quarter social studies. That's kind of a big gap in time, isn't it? Well, you know, I mean, a lot of like even on our school, we've toyed with that idea a little bit because it gives you an opportunity to have longer periods each day instead of having like short 20 or four or 30 minute periods um you can have 40 or an hour minute you know an hour period um so you can get into a little bit more depth with stuff um for science especially as you get a little older with doing experiments you know if you got a 30 minute period it's hard to get an experiment done what are you learning in science right now um, we're learning about weather and uh, how the weather can affect the earth and people. You know, because I know there is a fourth grade student that I that I know, and 
that student was telling me how they were taught the sustainable development goals and they learned about each goal in detail in fourth grade and fourth grade and fifth grade and have you guys ever talked about those um do you know what they are no they're interesting um maybe one day just search sdgs and you can you can see about them i have one one more question you know one more you asked about a normal school life and in Japan, there's two more things that I think you might find interesting. One is most students are part of one club for the whole year. So rather than like you're on the baseball team and the soccer team and the basketball team or the music or art, you know, drama, they're in one club for the whole year, not by season. That's pretty interesting, huh? Like right now, like, so think about it. You're in Cub Scouts and swim. Um, you would only be able to do one of those for a whole year. And then the next year you could do a different one. That would stink. Why? That's what I because said too. then I wouldn't be able to see, like, I wouldn't be able to meet new kids at Cub Scouts and, try and, and try, like, and meet new kids at swim. You know, and I thought I thought the same thing. It would be a lot less interesting for for kids because then they're doing like the same thing all year long too. But uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about or mention and ask you about is a lot of most kids will go to a place called uh, Juku after school, which is a school after school. And they go there till sometimes like eight o'clock at night and have in English is called the cram school. So you would finish school at three thirty, take a short break, and then you'd go to a second school to learn about math or science or whatever subject you need to learn about. Um, and that was normal. You know, so you go did you you went to Juku, right? Mm-hmm. How many hours a night and how many nights a week did you go to Juku? So only before Juken, when I was in junior high school. And what is Juken? Juken. Uh, it's an important exam to enter a good high school you want to go to. Because like, if I remember in, I had a friend who was in Japan, you got to take like an exam to determine which school you can get into, correct? For high school? Yeah, that's correct. But then you'd go to cram school. How many nights a week, or how many, and for how many hours would you go to cram school? Uh, before Juken, it was every day, about two, three hours. So, Leo, what do you think about going to school after school for two or three hours every day? Because you need to take a test. It's mining. <laughs> you need to take a test to get into your next school. That'd be crazy, huh? I would hate it. It'd be tiring, wouldn't it? Yeah, because I would need to do different tests in three hours or four hours. Like a few different tests. I kind of like that because everybody went there and we were kind of... <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like a, a it was a little bit more relaxed 
uh, yeah, we have to learn something for, you know, my friends are there and it's at night, kind of exciting. Okay. Night, yeah. So it's, so it's kind of like a, um, so it's almost like a college not to get a job, but to get into a, another school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds stupid, though. So I always, <laughs> I, I've always thought it defeats it. Like, I don't know. I always thought, why do you need to go to a school after school? Yeah, that like, sounds Why doesn't weird. your initial school teach you what you need to learn but it's also it's very 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 normal in japan and also china and i think korea as well it's very normal so it's like more of an asian culture is it because it's so competitive yeah okay yeah um you don't your public schools are not exactly your target you if you you want to go to a private school and you have to have a certain tests to be able to get into those. Got right. it. Okay. Are there private schools near you, Leo? Um, I don't know. A little bit. I mean, there's the Catholic schools like Transfiguration, which um, those are religious based. Yes, there are. I don't know of any private schools really that aren't religious based around here. Right, and that's. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Between private schools in Japan and versus private schools in America. Yeah, in America, almost everything's public, um, and it's publicly funded and everything. Hmm. Do you have any yeah. questions? Um, yeah. One last question before I really, really affect, but what about lunches in Japan? Like, what kind of lunches do kids bring or eat, or is it hot lunch provided by the school, or what? Um, the lunches in Japan are really, really good. They're really delicious. Uh, they're, the schools make them, I mean, you have some schools make their lunches, some schools the parents send their kids with a lunch, but either way, compared to America, the lunches are far better. The, I mean, you have your bento, which the parents send, and those are even, I mean, much better than lunches that parents in America would send. Well, I maybe it's just, uh, yeah. Like, what kind know. of things would be in a bento? Anything, anything you like, anything your mom wants to cook. Fried chicken, like small fried chicken, rice, uh, a vegetable, a little sausage, egg. So it's not like sandwiches. No. Okay. No. But your Japanese school lunches, those are really good. And they put a lot of time and effort into making a good, healthy lunch for oh, students. You mean kyushoku? Yeah. Ah, okay. They put a lot of time and effort into making like a really delicious lunch. Um, and I remember when I was in school, the lunches were not great. Uh, it's just that's the way it was. How are your lunches in school, Leo? Oh, I was hoping you would ask, but um, <laughs> lunches in America. Um, 
they're not as high quality as the lunches in Japan. It's usually um, French French toast sticks with sausage or pancakes with sausage. So it's not really um, um, but yeah, so it's not as healthy and it's not as good for you. Well, most of the time you prefer to take your cold lunch, right? I always do cold lunches. Like maybe if my mom can't make up a cold lunch because like, you know, if she did, we would be much too late for school. So but, but she I would just, say what, 90% of the time you bring your own lunch. 99. 99, yeah. Now, okay, so Yuko, near school, was it either all bentos or all school lunches? Or was there a choice? No choice. See, I think maybe that makes a difference is if the school knows you have to make 30 kids a lunch, they can prepare a better lunch, a better quality. But when there's a choice and you only know if half the kid maybe – you don't know how many, so you have to make something that's cheaper, that can be thrown away, or that you can cook quickly because you don't know the numbers. So maybe that's the cause. You know what, that's a good point. I know like in our school, our kids, they can have up to five options um, for lunch with five different grade levels. So we have to count how many kids want option one, two, three, or four, you know, like, and then the lunch lady decide or makes those as, as the kids come in. So it's way too quick to be able to do something like that. So, uh, in Japan schools that provides kyushoku, they have to have that person. They have a school nutritionist. Okay. Now, there's only one option, right? Yeah. And you have to eat what they yeah. give you. Mm -hmm. And there's no complaining. No, uh, no complaining. I mean, well, kids don't like it, but they have to eat it. Finish. Which, yeah, what would you say, Leo, if it, they gave you a school lunch that you didn't like, but you still had to eat it? Um, I wouldn't like say I wouldn't like it, but if I really didn't like it, I might say, oh, I'm allergic to one thing <laughs> in that, just to make sure I didn't have to eat it. But your school knows what you're allergic to, so that wouldn't work. Well, our lunch ladies usually make up the, yeah. our lunch ladies know exactly how many kids, um, how many kids choose like what, so they just quickly add up all the kids' choices, but then they usually make the lunches like maybe 26 minutes or 25 minutes early, but then like I just think that there should be maybe a little bit more of a healthy lunch in our school. Well, now you get real healthy lunches because mom's home and, and you're learning at home, so mom makes lunch every day for you here, right? Yeah. We, I, I don't, they spend like all day making lunch in Japan for the kids. Really? It's like an, it's an all day job for the, the cooks in the school. Hmm. All right. Well, let's wrap it up with the real or Leo fact. But hold on. I have one more, one more question. I saw something really interesting and I just wanted you to 
clarify, this is for Ray. Um, is your school delivering lunches to school, your students, even if they're yeah. studying at home? Yeah. The schools around here, we are providing lunches for families. So like in Wakanda, the school buses drive around to the normal bus, job, bus stops and you can go out to your bus stop and, and ask for a breakfast or lunch. Um, they'll deliver it to you. Um, in, my, in my district, like we just actually were just in the newspaper for, since COVID started, we've passed out 400,000 meals to our families because we did it all summer too, um, providing great. meals. Yes, yeah, you be really, really proud. Um, and then also your bus drivers get to keep working too. Yep. So that's uh, a good Okay. No, I just wanted to, um, I just saw that on the new, on the internet and wanted to ask. Yeah. All right. So real or Leo fact, Leo, what was it? Um, the giant squid is a endangered species. Is that a real or a Leo fact? Yuko and I both said that's a real fact. And I, I, I did too. I said real too. So what is it, Leo? Well, that is a Leo fact. I stumped all three of you <laughs> because the giant squid isn't endangered. It is rare to find. Because of why? Where does it live? It lives at the bottom of the ocean or In closer to, yeah, it lives, it's sort of like a, um, almost, it's a bottom dweller. So it would go at they're just, they're in such deep water, they're hard to find. Yeah, so you would need, like, maybe a submarine to mm -hmm. see one. And there's so much area to look for them. It's a real fact. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not endangered. They're just hard to find. But they know, they know that there's a, a good number of them based on what animal that hunts them. Um, sperm whales. Sperm whales hunt them. And so when they catch and... and check sperm whales stomach contents they find the beaks to them and stuff so they know that there are enough there sustaining the sperm whales so they're not um endangered a sperm whale can take out a giant squid yep that's the one that's their main predator yes um sometimes a giant squid if it a if it is big enough it could possibly take down a really small sperm whale but not a huge sperm whale. It might have like the power to maybe like. Injure it? Yeah, because usually sperm whales have suction cup marks from giant squids, and they also usually will have scratches because of the giant squid beak. I thought sperm whales ate small fish most of the time. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast. It was awesome getting to know a little bit about Japanese schools, huh, Leo? Yep. I want to say thank you and goodbye. Thank you. Um, I'm glad we got to talk to you guys about schools in Japan. It was interesting. We might have to do this again to get some more information, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Goodbye. Bye. Any, anytime you want. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,